as well as Game of Thrones so-so latest episode. And we explore why Penny Dreadful is the best show that you're not watching right now. Lies. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. Welcome, Fan Bros, to a very special edition of Fan Bros Show. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, Benjamin Button, in the spaceship tonight, cruising through the night skies. Normally, right about now, you'd be hearing the dulcet tones of Chico Leo, but he's out enjoying his Memorial Day vacation, battling orcs across the universe leaving us in the spaceship alone but i'm joined by kimsonian aka space ghost producer once again back in the spaceship or the escape pod as chico likes to call it my my aka this week will also be the middle segment for all you human Mm. centipede fans out there Oh, disturbing. A reference to our latest episode of Fan Bro Show, which you can find on fanbros.com, where we distrust the human centipede with the host of last name basis. Yeah, it got disturbing, to say the least, which brings us right away, as we are on special edition, to talk about Game of Thrones, which is always disturbing. Yeah, how you liking this season so far? It's been pretty uh, rough. This is the uh, first episode post Sansa forced marital conjugal rape, I guess you would say. Yeah, that, yeah. There's only one, you know, way to do rape, and it's usually forced. So I don't think there's, you know, you needed that adjective right there. But yeah, this is. I, I've been enjoying this season. I thought it started off mad slow, but it picked up. Um, I do have to say that I feel like I noticed that it's drawn off book a lot more than, you know, I thought I would because, uh, there's been some scenes this season that are just laughable, I have to say. Okay. Like, give me an example. Like, uh, this episode with the Sisters of Sand and Bron in the, uh, is it Bron? Yeah, right? Bron, in the jail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, gotcha. man, that was, like, one of the worst scenes ever in the history of the show. And that uh, that only was almost topped by their fight in the last episode in the garden because that was comical in itself, so. Right, so here we are with another episode. This one is entitled The Gift. And uh, the gift is actually referring to at the very end where uh, Tyrion presents himself to the Khaleesi and as the gift that he's being brought. And uh, she realizes, I'm assuming she realizes right away that there's a possibility for her to take a swipe at uh, King's Landing now that she has Tyrion in her grasp. So that's what the title refers to, uh, in my opinion. Um, since he says it, but, um, yeah, overall, I thought the episode was, was okay. It wasn't as powerful as last week's and, um, I'm kind of, I guess we're just cruising right now in story wise. What do you think? No, I wouldn't say we're just cruising. I just thought the one scene with the sisters of sand in the jail was real weak, but I didn't think we were cruising at all because we definitely had some good big moments in the show. And once again, I got a big up, uh, King Baratheon who I never thought would be my main man like he is, but, yo, 
that dude just once again proves he's such a G in this episode. When the lady in red comes at him with the, you know, just sacrifice your daughter and you'll be king. And he's like, that's my daughter. Get out the room. Like, get to stepping. Like, no way. Nah, yo, Baratheon is my boy. Unlike Theon, who... Share your hate, Ben Hameen, for Theon. Share your hate. Actually, I don't have much hate for Theon. I feel for poor Reek because he, you know, he just been reduced to nothing. Like, I can't... His torture was one of the worst things I've ever watched through, and... Really, my hate Kimsonian is reserved for Sir Ramsey, who I hate more than I hate Joffrey in the story. Well, I don't know. I, I, f- I felt like they were cruising. I'm going to have to disagree with you. I thought that this uh, episode stuff is happening. I think one of the best things that was happening was the whole gladiator sequence with Tyrion and him being sold off. And uh, it, like you said, it's a little comical, um, him going, becoming a, a gladiator from being a slave. I also felt like there, were, there was a nod to a whole bunch of other films, I, I guess, gladiator being one of them. And, uh, you know, again, I say it every week, no dragons, no good for me. So this one also, I felt it was just very much on cruise control to the point where I'm I'm watching it, but I'm not I'm not really engaged in really what's going on. Everybody's being put in check. The big thing is that Cersei got locked up, right? That's the big thing. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. That was the big thing, definitely, and kind of unexpected. But at the same time, you have to. I mean, uh, no, I have to say that was pretty unexpected for me. I'm not a book reader, so I had no idea that Cersei was going to get locked up. I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, you should know because she put these dudes in power. She thinks that she's above them. Everyone thinks that they're above them. And this episode showed once again that these dudes are not worried about your circumstance or your power, whatever it is that you have. You know, if you committed crimes, you're going down. But at the same time, I feel like they have to be working for someone else because, like, the Tyrell woman pointed out everyone is corrupt. And you're just going for the positions of power other than if you want the throne for yourself. So that's the only reason I could see them making these moves that they're making. Yeah, I agree. I think they've been corrupt since jump. And the stronghold that they have uh, on King's Landing right now is pretty incredible. They're called the Faith. They've got the seven point. So it's not a pentagram. I guess it's a septagram or something. The seven point star. That's their religion. And they've like defaced uh, that great. There's that great scene with um, with uh, Bailiff uh, back at his old brothel and they've completely defaced it. And that's the symbol of kind of the new King's Landing. So I kind of felt like that was a pretty interesting circle to go back because that was such a big uh, part of the first and second seasons that that location. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little disengaged. Stuff is happening, but it, it's it's not um, like bowling me over, I guess. And so, um, but of course, I'm sticking with it. You know, we'll see uh, where it takes us. I mean, of course, you're gonna stick with it. It's Game of Thrones, but no, I, I disagree. Like I just have to say, I thought that this episode there was a lot happening. It might not have been you know dragon filled. But it definitely had, you know, Daenerys doing more things. I think that, that I, I, I'm losing faith in her. Like, everyone who I bet on to win this Game of Thrones, I've really lost faith in. 
and it's become different people. And I'm really feeling Baratheon right now. You're but Baratheon, about Bitch Sam. But but, but yeah, oh yeah. But Baratheon is is I think he's just waking up to the deceit that's been clouding, you know, been been over his eyes, and he's just kind of now that he's about to launch on on um on um what's his name's uh city um shoot on Ramsey on Ramsey now he's about to launch on Ramsey it's like it's all coming up in his face and and he he has to realize like what's at stake and he can't just be following some some magical dream that some sorceress has like put a spell on him you know and is like misleading him down this like crazy tunnel where he's actually going to sacrifice his own daughter to get the gods on his side to win this battle i don't know i I feel like he's he's awakening and you might be right maybe he's going to turn out to have some qualities that are a little redeeming he's still a bad guy in my eyes um nobody's worse than than uh and what he did to theon and and what he's been doing to sansa but so we need a new bad guy he's kind of the new bad guy um same time, you know, we'll see. I I I gotta <laughs> I gotta disagree, man. This one was a little snooze for me, but uh, you know, it's, it has its moments. Has its moments. Big, Big Sam getting in the fight didn't didn't do it for you. Big Sam getting in the fight didn't do anything for me, and then Big Sam getting some getting Gilly mounting Big Sam didn't really. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> comical. Didn't really do much for me. And then him having the, the the white wolf is like a sidekick. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not seeing something that I haven't haven't seen before. Um, and I need like new things. Cersei being locked up is is kind of important. And of course, they save that for the very end. So we'll see uh, what happens. All right. Well, before we get out of here on Game of Thrones, I have to say, like I said before, that that whole scene with Bronn. And Shorty in the jail was just terrible to me for so many reasons. Like, she tries to poison him. I mean, not tries to. She successfully poisons him. And instead of just letting him die, she does a strip tease for the antidote. Like, it's like, this show is like, okay, we need to show you some titties. So here's some titties. (laughs) But there was no reason for that in any sensible form, fashion, anything. Like, that was one of those moments where I just feel like, this show really needs Martin to finish the books because they don't know what they're doing without him. So I'm, yeah, I was disturbed. I don't know. Fan, <laughs> fan bros, let me know what you think. But that was my moment of this episode where I was like, oh, this show is losing it. <laughs> it's like if they don't have the books to refer to, what are they going to come up with, right? You got, you want to make <laughs> Exactly. Oh, God. You know, a show that's not losing it, though, Kimsonian, is The Flash. I have Uh to say, this week's finale, fast enough, I I, I could go on all night about how good it was, how good the season was. You know, in terms of superhero shows on television, I think it's right up there with Daredevil, if not above it. It's one of the best, if not the best, superhero show ever. Wow. Incredible finale with so many Easter eggs, so many fan moments thrown in, and then so well done where it's not distracting from this great story with all the emotional moments, all the character moments. Yeah, I I could go on and on, dog. So what did you think? I I thought it was great. I have to say The Flash has been one of the surprise TV joys of the last year um took a minute for me to warm up to it but once i was in i was in and you know i've been i've been rocking with it ever since um 
probably like episode six or seven. And, uh, you know, a couple of times there were some funny, funny parts, like the way the villain of the week shows up and, um, but how they, I think they really kicked it in maybe after halfway through where they really started getting back on this timeline of him trying to, you know, um, go back in time, save his mom, but also this whole Harrison Wells connection. And so like one episode you would get him close to, uh, revealing who Harrison Wells is and then there'd be a villain of the week. So everybody at star labs has to jump back on the bandwagon and work together and all these things. And, you know, thankfully this episode, all that was thrown out the window and really we got to focus on who the reverse flash was, why, he did what he did. Why Harrison Wells is who he is. In fact, he's not Harrison Wells. And he's like, what is it? Paul Orndorff? Dawn. Yeah, I was, I was going to say uh, something like from, from the north northern land, some name. Um, but anyway, I never got his name right. But um, anyway, I, I just felt like, you know, this show really has all the qualities of a great superhero show. And I think anybody of any age can watch it and get something out of it. And the effects, again, I felt were really good for a TV show of that. You know, I'm sure it's not the most. It probably doesn't have a fraction of what Game of Thrones cost to make. But the Gorilla Grodd was really well done. The flash effects are really well done. The speed effects, uh, even the reverse flash, just simple things like glowing eyes and vibrating old school kind of effects really have great impact if they're used well and on the flash they use them really really well no it's used beyond well and like you said for having what we definitely think can't be that big a budget they definitely do it well it's sparingly enough where it's not whack when it is done and then it's just so interspersed like i that's my biggest surprise about the flash is how much they made me love the characters like i'm a flash comic book fan but I'm more of a Wally West fan than a Barry Allen because I grew up on West, so I wasn't really a Barry Allen fan. I always thought he was corny. So when I first heard that they were making this show about Barry, I was like, uh, this could be some corny BS. But they flipped it in such a way that made me love Barry. Even though I've you know read Barry's stories where I've messed with him, it's made me really love Barry. And just the whole universe that they built in one season has been so incredible to me. Big shout outs on this episode. You, I got to as always big up to uh, um, Carlos Valdez, who Chico Leo thought was my boy from Hung, but that's not him. Carlos Valdez plays uh, Sistro, who is just one of the best actors, characters, whatever you want to say on the show. The interaction with Wells this episode was so perfect, and Wells coming with the line. When he's like, nah, I probably killed you for a good reason. I'm sure I had a good, good enough reason to kill you. It's just Wells is one of the best villains. And I think why I like him more than even Kingpin is because at certain points, Kingpin comes off just a little bit comical or just over the top. While Wells is so cold and calculating and just evil for evil's sake. That I, I have to give it to him in the villains category. I think um, I I I gotta disagree with you. I think I think Vincent D'Onofrio acts circles around whoever plays Harrison Wells. I do think that the ensemble of the Flash permits the dude who plays Harrison Wells to be cold and 
and be whoever he is, you know, to be the. But I, I didn't feel the evil of the Harrison Wells reverse Flash character the way I felt the evil of of the Kingpin. Um, and but I do agree the Easter eggs were crazy. In this last episode, basically, Barry Allen does go back in time. He finally gets the speed he needs to time jump and goes back in time to see uh, the reverse flash murder his mother. And at the crucial moment when he's about to kind of change history, realizes that I, there was another flash that nodded that 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 said no to him when he got there right he gets back to that that's him that's him him telling himself no don't interfere with this timeline let your mom be killed and you can you know you can right the wrongs in your present so that you don't need to change what has happened in the past you need to write what's going on right in your present so even saying that is kind of weird because once I realized that these writers can change time whenever they want, as long as they get the flash to run as fast as he can to get to a point where he can reverse time. I was like, wow, yeah, Cisco can get killed. And then the next moment or the next episode, he's alive or Iris, um, you know, his, you know, he gets to, to crush on Iris, have a nice kiss with her. And then the next episode, she completely doesn't remember. So those kind of those kind of things as a writer, you can play with these kind of things. It's awesome because you can show people one thing and then it it totally didn't happen, you know, in the reality yeah. of the show. And I, I thought that was like one of the things that they played with really well. And um, and so, yeah, it is. It does come down to the emotional idea of love and him being really uh, into working on himself in his present as opposed to going back and, you know, changing the past. And I thought that was a pretty strong message. And then the process, um, what's his name? Eddie, uh, the Iris's boyfriend, cop boyfriend, sacrifices himself so that that timeline, the, I basically the entire season's timeline has completely been erased. Right? Like, well, it depends. That's the thing they're, like they're like you said, they're playing with time. So, it's really weird because that could create a paradox right there when he does kill himself. Like, it's kind of like, well, if you kill himself and then Thawne is never born because he's erased, then he never creates the Flash because he never goes back in time and kills the mom. So this never happens anyway. But it didn't happen like that. And also, dude was sucked into the black hole singularity or whatever. So... You're going to see more from this. That's not going to be the end of this storyline. He's definitely not dead right away. You know that. If you don't see a body, you know, you got to call him not dead. <laughs> so he's not done. Thawne vanishes. He's not done. The Flash at the end of the episode runs up into the singularity himself, leaving you on a big cliffhanger. But Kim Sonian, like you said, there's so much going on because... So many little Easter eggs revealed. Like the biggest one to me was the helmet of Jake Garrett yeah, awesome. falling out of the time yeah, loop. That was like great. I jumped out of my dog. <laughs> I jumped out of my chair screaming like I was so hyped. That was like so just such a great moment. And it, the writers have already said that in the next season we're gonna see not only Flash traveling back and forth in time, but him traveling basically sideways through dimensions. So there's so much they're opening up with this show, and they're handling it all pretty well. 
whenever you deal with time travel, you're going to get into the thing. If you think about it too much, it's probably going to fall apart. So, but as far as they've done so far, it's working. I'm loving it. Incredible episode, incredible finale. It's Tom Cavanaugh who's playing um, Reverse Flash Eobard Thawne. Right. So big up to Tom Cavanaugh, who I don't think is getting circles around him. And also big up to Jesse L. Martin, who plays Joe West. Because the scene between him and Barry in this episode was just... Man, like the show hits it when when, when he, you know, thug tears. Yeah, I was gonna say Ben had thug tears when when he was talking about his daddy issues. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Oh man, there there's some moments. Some of this episode, you know, it got a little much. The wedding, uh, whatever, you know, blah blah blah. It's cute, but little much. But the father and. You know, and then when Barry goes to the prison and sees his real dad, oh man, yeah, no. there's a lot going great, on for yeah. Man. It's there's a lot going on. I, originally, I thought you know this show was not going to be what it was because CW has a tendency to cast like really pretty people and just throw them in in a bunch of suits and spandex, and that's what I, I called it at the beginning because just physically, I look at the people and I'm like, oh boy, this is like an ad for for American Eagle or something. But then <laughs> I fi- then I'm like, wait, this story is so much deeper than what's going on, and clearly the fans have spoken. You know, the Flash has gotten so much, uh, so much of a reputation. I think it's even gotten a, a bunch of fans that don't even that aren't even into comic books. You know, and and I feel like they're they're really reaching out to an audience that especially a new younger audience that may not know the history of the flash and all this stuff. But at the same time, they're keeping, you know, the, for, for older heads who know the flash, they're keeping us, you know, involved as well. So I think, you know, kudos to them for doing that. Oh, hell yeah. Because like how they threw the helmet in there. It's like, if you know what that is, you're like, Oh, but if you don't, it's like, like, what the hell is that? But it makes you think enough where, you know, you can get on the internet, research it real quick, and you'll find out, and, you know, it'll bring you right in. So right. I love how they're doing that. They're just throwing in. There were so many little hints, and, you know, I don't even want to get into them all, but so well done, so many. It just, man, this episode definitely, like, just epitomized to me why I think this is one of the best shows ever when it comes to superheroes. So salutes to everyone. I'm super hyped for season two. We'll see what happens. We will. And I got to say, season twos, there's a lot of season twos coming up on shows that had some pretty shaky season ones. Like, um, I, I just saw an ad for Extant season two. But I mean, oh. and, but also, I mean, you know, True Detective is dropping next month and the season two of True Detective. And here on Special Delivery, we talked about True Detective like every week. And, you know, I don't know about this next season of true detective so i don't know about the flash season two listen i'm amped because season one is so great but you know i gotta i gotta hold on until until they prove to me that they gotta re-earn my 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 trust do you understand most definitely now a show that has earned my trust even though i do not understand what the hell is going on half the time is orphan black and the latest episode premiered this weekend certain agony of the battlefield is the name and as usual i have no idea what it refers to even though there was a lot of agony and a lot of battlefields this episode so i guess if you just take it literally you know it's right there because there was shootings and explosions and you know people getting murked out and you know it was 
It was definitely an action-packed episode of War from Black. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, I, I binge-watched everything just to catch up. And um, so putting all these, I guess, six episodes together, um, I'm, I'm kind of mi- I have mixed feelings about the show overall or the season overall. Um, it seems like they're multiplying <laughs> more characters and multiplying more storylines, but not really... Um, being uh, lean and clean with it and i feel like i'm i'm just kind of running through a bunch of confusion um and i hope that they with the last episodes coming up the second half of the season we can kind of trim down on some stuff because it seems to me in my opinion it's really bloated and there's a lot of stuff going on um some of it is super important to the story and then some of it is not and and the stuff that's not like really isn't to me and um i don't know it's just kind of jumbled uh for me really jumbled i would certainly kind of agree with you there and i don't want to get attacked for making this statement right there but i do say that this episode of orphan black and this whole season has it's had that same feeling that i kind of felt about game of thrones lately is that it's just had these really comical moments that aren't making sense with compared with the rest of the horror and craziness and this episode especially because in this episode you had paul you know making his moves trying to get sarah up out of there where she's been locked up by dr cody who's the mother of all the clones it's well not the literal mother but you know the uh godmother or whatever the overseer mom of all these clones and this whole operation but her whole operation, I still have no idea what she's doing. There were a lot of big reveals this episode that the male clones seem to be infecting people and sterilizing women when they have sex with them and also spreading this sickness that kills you. But it's like, what's the purpose and what's going on with that? <laughs> and then you're cutting from Paul over here and his action pat scenes to Allison making a rain with her husband and yeah, yeah, their which, whole operation. And, which which reminds me of weeds. It was like it, it kind of threw me back to like the whole weeds thing of like the suburban mom dealing drugs, but she's dealing drugs to to be elected mayor of the town, or is like where are we going with this? And I don't know. And then I never liked that storyline anyway. Her that character. Anytime they really got to her side of things, I, I felt it, it it felt completely flat. Her and her husband and trying to be hip and. I'm just like, please get me out of now, like. I, I see. I disagree there once again because I've always loved Allison. Like Allison has been one of my favorite characters throughout it, but this season and her storyline, while I'm enjoying it, it just seems like such a jump. And in, in unless I mean, unlike in other seasons where her storyline was more or less more connected, it seems so separate. And as well, you have Casima over here going on dates with this woman and. You know, getting involved with this woman who obviously seems to be some sort of spy, but it's like Kasima is just blindsided or so, you know, strung out over her ex-love that she can't get it together and figure it out. I don't know. It's like I'm more frustrated with the characters this season than I usually am, where, you know, normally I'm cheering them on. And this time I'm just like, what the f- are you doing? Like, and I mean, but also there's a lot of distraction going on. Like there are all these like visions that the clones are seeing. And each clone is seeing their own vision or like Sarah's got visions and Helena's got visions. And 
Like, do I need like four different clone visions to to be on the show? I don't show? know, but I, I I will say I'll be highly disappointed if that um when Helena ate ate the scorpion that if that's the last we see of the scorpion, because the scorpion has been one of my favorite characters, and you know Tatiana is playing her as well, and just you know I just love the scorpion so much, so I'll be really hurt if that was the last we see of it. Actually, I, I I would I rejoiced because I couldn't stand the scorpion. I thought it was oh cheap. My it God. was so cheap and so like like it was such a cheap device, and it kept going. and And every time we went back to Elena, she's like tied up, but she's talking to the scorpion. Finally, she gets loose in this last episode. Her and Sarah reunite, but it's like, why come back to Elena if every time she's trying to get away, she's like half drugged out. And then she's just talking to a scorpion only to wake up. Because a scorpion is hilarious. How can you hate on the scorpion? I think, you know, honestly, I think that scorpion is the same thing as like that scene between Bron and the the sand chicks or whatever, the sisters in the jail cell where you're just laughing. I'm like, this has nothing to do with the show. Like, essentially, <laughs> this is not part of the language of the show. All of a sudden, we're, we're like seeing montages of of them making it rain. And uh, I mean, where is the show going? All of a sudden we're like trying to inject humor. Meanwhile, there's this kind of super serious science based, you know, espionage based movement that's going on. And, and I guess you got to, you know, inject some brevity and, or, you know, some not brevity, but uh, levity, sorry, into it. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, it's way too light for me, man. You know, let, let's take out talking, animals let's get rid of all the kind of phony baloney stuff let's keep it in the here and now and and let's just you know keep it moving with the storyline it's it's deep and dark enough there's enough illuminati stuff in orphan black to keep me going but once you start veering off with this like other stuff i'm like eh. i don't know see the humor's always been there because the show has always had that you know a bit of humor and like really dark humor to it so i'm not really mad at that it's just been more it's this episode in particular just felt where it was more jumpy to me but i also want to you know give a shout out to some other things that happened this episode felix you know once again i that was another moment where i'm like how did felix even get this close to rachel but felix you know spends a good amount of time torturing rachel because he's trying to find sarah the big ending like you said was sarah being found or helena eating the scorpion and deciding to go back and find sarah somehow ending up in the same tunnel that sarah was escaping from hmm, i guess it happens you know yeah whatever. no didn't get that yeah, okay but yeah. I, i'll allow that because it's convenient for the story um, now what i will not allow is if we somehow see dr cody and rudy the clone appear again after paul drops the grenade and they somehow rush out of the room and no if they're alive after that this show is losing me because that was no no and you know what i'm already called it they're alive after that so I, uh, well the, the the biggest thing is that paul takes the l i mean you know r.i.p paul right so uh, I, I hated paul you know i there's i really don't have any sympathy for paul he was always a strum bucket to me like he kept flipping sides too much you know but he side but, people Right, but he had a right, but he had a purpose, and he lasted this long. And I feel like they could have gotten rid of him a long time ago, and to to wait to you know season three episode six. I think. Um. Anyway, big 
you know, he was he was a player, and now he's out of the he's out of the equation. So now he's out of the game. He's you know? out of the Playing game. The game, but sometimes it does, the game plays you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, Paul had to choose between love and duty, but his duty side <laughs> seems to be so ridiculous. I can say, what is this doing over here? Like. If there was more clear motives for what Dr. Cody and her people were up to right now, I could understand why Paul was sticking with them. But because I have no idea what they're actually doing with all these clones, and it seems like the most crazy Dr. Scientist experiment ever, that I, I really can't feel for Paul. Sorry, Paul. R.I.P. All right. Holla back. All right. So if Orphan Black is your cup of tea in terms of uh, all the storylines and all the characters, Ben Hameen... I got to counter that with my uh, appreciation, if you will, and admiration for the characters on Penny Dreadful. Uh, This is season two. We're up to episode three right now. And basically, we are heating up. The storyline is heating up. And um, we're seeing Vanessa, who is this witch. Basically, we learned last episode that she was this witch uh, or descendant of these witches, trained by witches. Uh, she's a witch Jedi, if you will, and she, she's being hunted by these other witches and basically who are serving Lucifer himself. Uh, I did have sort of a problem with that. Anyway, this episode tonight was really, I felt, put us back in the driver's seat. We saw some action. Uh, the witches finally attacked the house and um, Mr. my favorite character, Mr. Lyle, the language expert with the flippant blonde hair and incredibly weird accent, uh, was throughout the episode. They brought him back. I'm so thankful because he's such a good character. Anyway, it's heating up a little more. The uh, I, I I do like macabre on TV, if you will, Victorian macabre. I, I like the idea. You must like boring shit then. Let's be for real. Because what? like... I say you must like slow, drawn out, boring TV. It's li- it's it's literary. That. It's literary. It's poetic. It's like you're de- no, the only thing no. wrong. The only thing that I I I fought Penny Dreadful for is the Dorian Gray storyline, which to me is super snooze, and I have no idea why we're even dealing with Dorian Gray. The only thing I fought Penny Dreadful for is the fact that we're watching a show that has a werewolf, Frankenstein, Dorian Gray. A witch Jedi, a black African with knives who never says anything. He's nice. He's nice. And Remington Steele, and I still find it boring. Well, you know, it's it's definitely not uh, SWAT from 1977, but it is definitely <laughs> it's heating up. And I do like where they're going. There's an element of of uh, like I said, it's literary. It's very it's it's a little more poetic. And I I agree. Uh, You know, this is the first, uh, what I like to call the first quarter of the season, and you got to set up some stuff. They better kick some ass on these up-and-coming episodes. If they don't, then I'm going to have a problem with it. But as of now, I'm 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 okay. I'm I'm not. I won't say I'm blown away, but I'm okay. And I do like where they're headed. I like the idea of um, they're still in London. They haven't left London. And I like this idea of spooky London town and uh, kind of I don't know the the magic that's in the city. You know, they're playing up on this kind of like old Victorian magic stuff, and I I, I dig that. 
Uh, I guess so, Kimsonian, but nah, I can't really say that I've been feeling penny dreadful. I've called a few episodes this season, but I haven't kept up like I should be or shouldn't. Nah, actually, I feel like I shouldn't. So <laughs> nah, I'm I'm a I'm a keep on keeping on, and you know if it really gets that good, I'm sure I'll but hear about it on the internets. And speaking of internets, if there's any other show that you feel we should be catching out there, let us know. You know, we'll definitely be covering Power when it returns because, you know, we know how that feels. It's a great show in its own way. <laughs> also, big up to The Strain, which is coming back real soon. That's my show. And, Me and Chico are going to go to battle over that one. Oh, and you know I love The Strain, so I'm right there with you, Kimsonian. So, once again, big up to The Flash. Definitely the winner of the week. Game of Thrones, uh, I guess, comes in second, maybe third. I'd go with Orphan Black, probably even for second over Game of Thrones this week. And, uh, yeah, whatever to that other one, Penny Dreadful. <laughs> yeah. Not fair, Ben, not fair. I know, I know. All right, Kimsonian, anything else before we get out of here? No, just check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. And uh, keep loving the fan bros. Loving the fan bros. I like that. That, 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 that has a nice little ring to it. Fan bros. Fan bros.